In the name of one God who creates, redeems, and sustains us. Alleluia, Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia. Waited a while to say that in here. But that said, I think I'm getting ahead of myself. You see, I want to take us, I want us to back up a bit before the resurrection. I want us to go back to Good Friday. Now, I know you all were here for Good Friday. I recognize all of your faces, but I want us to back up just a bit. There's a saying in the church that says, you have to go through the cross to get to the resurrection. And for those of you who know me, I am not one for trite, pithy Christian sayings, but we really do have to back the story up to Good Friday, especially this Easter. On Good Friday, we hear the story of the passion of Jesus. Jesus praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus betrayed by Judas, Jesus bounced between Pilate and the Jewish authorities, being condemned again and again. Jesus being pronounced a threat. And Jesus put to death on a cross. While the cross is the focal point of Good Friday, I don't want to focus on the cross. I want us to look at the disciples. You see, this morning we have, or actually no, on Good Friday, we have the women at the foot of the cross, maybe the beloved disciple, depending on which gospel you read. But the rest of the disciples, they kept to themselves. They were scared of what was going to happen to them. They had stopped proclaiming the good news. They had no hope now that their teacher their healer, their friend, had been crucified. On Good Friday, hope was lost. And for most of the past two years, it has felt like one extended Good Friday. COVID. And just when we think we're coming out of it, just when we think it's safe to go in the water again, we have wars and fires and shootings filling our newspapers every day. We have potential inflation or real inflation and the trauma and the suffering that we have gone through, particularly this past two years, makes despair easy to sink into. We know a good bit about living in despair when hope is hard to come by. And even today, Good Friday moments and feelings loom around us. We are burnt out on being burnt out. And at that, you say, awesome, Reverend Rachel. So glad I got up and put on all my happy clothes to come to church on Easter. There is good news. Yet in the gospel, Good Friday is not the end of the story. We pick up today and the women come to the tomb. Those women, they come in their despair. 
They come with that deep grief that makes your body feel like it is slogging through mud. They have that tunnel vision where you can only see the loss in front of you. They have a shock so profound that it cloaks them in a darkness that seems impenetrable. And then they arrive. And the stone has been rolled back and the tomb is empty. It's amazing. And they go and they run to the disciples to share the good news. These disciples who are sitting in their own grief without hope. And with the disciples, well, they dismiss the women's story. And that's a sermon for another time. But Peter, Peter who always was getting it wrong, you know, Peter, Peter, Peter. But Peter hears this news and Peter goes, wait a second. And he jumps up and he runs to the tomb himself and he looks inside and it is empty and he realizes Jesus is risen. Jesus is risen just like he said it would happen. And in that moment, hope is restored. Maybe not full, but enough. Enough hope has been given to the women and to Peter to allow them to breathe. Enough hope has been given to them so that they can see where their next step is. But most of all, hope has been restored enough to feel that deep, coursing emotion of connection. Hope is restored in resurrection on the other side of the cross. From that day forward, the disciples come out of hiding. They return to building, they return to building community. They return to breaking bread with one another. And most important, they return to sharing God's love and word and action with every single person they meet. But we need to remember Good Friday, because Good Friday is a reality for many, many of us gathered here. Good Friday is a part of our daily lives right now, and our gospel story says to that, there is hope. The resurrection is about Jesus showing us the way when we are stuck on Good Friday, whether it is for a moment or a day or a month or an era. Jesus' love is what moves us from despair and fear of the world around us and into hope. Hope for one another. Hope for our planet. Hope that we can find a way forward together. Hope for our burnt-out souls. But you might say, Reverend Rachel, that's all great, but how do I get that hope? How does this happen? And I'm going to tell you what moves us into hope is gathering in loving community. When we're at the point where we are overwhelmed by our struggle, the bad news, the lack of options, we gather in community. It's what we have done for the past two years thanks to the internet and being able to drive through the parking lot for Christmas and Easter. We have remained 
gathering in community, connected with one another, and it is what sustains us through our Good Fridays. Through prayer together, through helping others together, through laughing together, through studying God's word together, we are reminded that there is always resurrection on the other side of the cross. And I am not saying that you need to take more on, oh no, I know y'all are burnt out. Not telling you need to do more. But what I am telling you is that Jesus says we are called to be more. We are called to be in relationship with one another. And not just in relationship, in caring relationship with one another. We are to offer the good news of the, Je- of the risen Jesus Christ in word and action. And I'm even going to say this. If you really want to hear the good news, then you need to come to church because it is here where we have safe, positive social interaction. It is in this building that has been prayed in for years where we are reminded that we are all loved and where we care for one another through thick and thin. Today at the 8 o'clock, y'all missed it sleeping in. I know, you needed extra time to do your hair. I get it. But today at the 8 o'clock, we baptized Emma and Gwen and Ruby Jane. Ruby June, sorry. And Ruby June, at two months old, is our witness for what hope looks like. She is our witness for how church community and gathering gives us hope when we are in the pit of despair. You see, it goes back to Ruby's grandparents. Ruby's grandparents, known to many of us as Bruce and Melinda, they dragged Ruby's mother to church almost every Sunday, even when she didn't want to go especially through the teenage years. They made sure Ruby's mother showed up for pageant rehearsal and worked the parking lot for pilgrimage trips. They made sure that she served as an acolyte, always wearing flip-flops, I might add. And when she got old enough, she even played on the softball team. A few years ago, I had one of the greatest joys, which is marrying kids who were in my youth group, now adults. And I had the deep honor of marrying Ruby's parents. And today, today, we baptized Ruby into this community, and not just our community, but the Christian community gathered worldwide. And as Ruby was baptized, there stood her godmother, her godmother who her mom only knew because of church. And because the godmother's parents made her come to church and work the parking lot and be an acolyte. And for those members of the family who couldn't be here, there was another person, and still is, sitting in our technology room, making sure that all of, and he was part, and he did an acolyte. It's really great because he knows how the service is going to go. And he worked the parking lot, and he did the pageant. And he is making sure that we remain connected, whether in person or online. 
You see this connection that Ruby June symbolizes, this community support in dark times and difficult times and in times like today that are filled with great joy reminds us that we are a community who supports children from their first moments and that is the love of Jesus that we get when we gather today. That is the love of Jesus that is our example and we take with us as we exit these doors because that is the hope that we see in the resurrection. Despair and fear and fatigue and trauma do not have the last word. When we follow Jesus with all of our heart, in all of our mind, in all of our soul, when we follow Jesus, God has the last word, and that last word is love. So when we're tired and burnt out and at the end of our rope, the answer isn't to hole up like the disciples did on Good Friday, shutting out the world around them in fear and exhaustion. The answer to any Good Friday is to participate in the good news that Jesus gives us. The good news that we all need to give and receive love. And that when we do that, that heals us. We need to live into the good news that our neighbor matters as much as I do. We need to live into the good news that we can do something about despair and burnout and fear and frustration. We can gather in community, and like today, we can sing songs of great joy. We can study God's word together. We can help one another when there is need, and we can rejoice with one another when there is cause for rejoicing. And when we do, we heal ourselves. We heal and we become stronger to help those around us for that is what the community of God looks like. And that is our message of resurrection on this Easter day. Giving and receiving love, God's love, now and for the generations to come. Amen.